0: Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. We are highly honoured to have Pastor Dom come to service today. Uh, So Pastor Dom is the, the General Superintendent of Assemblies of God in Singapore but he's also a part of the leadership team of Assemblies of God Global. And, uh, and God has put it on his heart to pull all the Assemblies of God churches together to plant one million churches. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I'm just a bit excited that um, we could be part of that. <laughs> But maybe we could plant some churches. One of the things I said at conference last week is create spaces. This is what I feel God's put in my heart. Create spaces for people to encounter Jesus. Disciple people so they can serve their world. Raise leaders that plant churches. And that's just a cycle that we'll work on. Create spaces, disciple people, raise leaders, plant churches. Repeat. That's what we're going to do over the next 10 years. And I believe as we grow in our space, grow in our discipleship, grow in our leadership, God's going to give us churches that we we can plant, who knows, around the world. Well, that'd be fabulous. Just remember, when you gave your life to Jesus, you were a part of a church that someone planted at some point. So we can always give back to what God has given to us. So I believe that Pastor Dom is going to impart something apostolic into us as a church. So um, there's two things you need to do. As he comes to the stage, I want you to stand and honour and uh, applaud. We're We're not saying, we're not applauding man. What we're saying is we're encouraging him to give out the gift that God has placed in him. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between the two. We're not applauding a a star on the stage. We're applauding that God has put something in you and we want to encourage you for it to come out into us. And then when we sit down, get your smartphone out or your notepad out and a pen and just say, God, will you speak to me today? And any time you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit, just scribble it down really quickly because you'll remember that more than what you'll remember in your head. So are you ready? Are you ready to receive the word of God? So please be on your feet, please, and let's uh, welcome Pastor Bob.
1: Come on, let's give Jesus, give Jesus a big, big hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Jesus, we glorify you, we magnify you, we adore you, hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah father thank you for this time I pray God for everyone that is here those that are in the satellite churches here in one church and those who are watching on digital space we pray father wherever they are right now that the Blessed Holy Spirit may inhabit us Lord we do not want a visitation we want an inhabitation so habitate us today because we are your holy sanctuary And so, Father, come by your spirit right now. Do a special work. Fulfill heaven's decree for this time, this season, this hour. And I bless one church and the ministry of one church that you are going to be multiplying in the days to come. And so, Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise as we ask all this in Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Uh, Pastor Simon Jarvis, for um, this opportunity to be with you guys at One Church. You know, I, I count it a privilege um, since we've gotten to know each other. You know, I love Pastor Simon, just that I don't like his football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, West Ham, I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, but we, we, we've grown to, to know each other a lot more and uh, there is a kinship Uh, There is a sense of love and a sense of honor between us and I really honor you guys in what you are doing. What a fantastic conference that you had last week and I believe God is still speaking the same things to us and the reason why God is doing that is because God is trying to get our attention. God is wanting the church of Jesus Christ to hearken to His voice at this hour so that we can come together rank and file so that we can march in one synchronized beat. Because I believe that God is coming back And um, what I've been doing for the World Assemblies of God, besides encouraging them to plant this one million churches, is really to see the task finish in the year 2033. Because the year 2033 represents the 2,000 years since the very uh, ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. And wouldn't it be wonderful that all of us have a part to play in bringing souls to come into the kingdom of God and being able to plant as many churches as we can. Could you imagine uh, that there are 8 billion people that lives on this planet, and if 10% of the 8 billion comes to know Jesus Christ, we're talking about 800 million. Where are you going to put them? The current number of churches is insufficient. So let's get a centre planted so that it can be a convening centre, it can be a training centre, it can be a discipleship centre, but most of all, it can be a commissioning centre. Amen. Hallelujah. Very quickly, let's open our Bibles to Psalms 126. Psalms 126, verse 1 to verse 6. We're going to look at the whole Psalms. And I want to talk about when God restores. What happens when God restores? But first, let's read uh, those six verses. Psalms 126, verse 1 to verse 6. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamt. Our mouth will fill with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then he will sit among the nations. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the navy. And those who sow in tears will reap with joy. And he who has gone out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Father, bless the reading of your word. Amen. When God restores, I want, to do, I want to proclaim to us today that God is still in the restoration business. Can yes. someone say Amen? Yes. Turn to the person beside you and tell them God is, God is still restoring. Now, the English language is somehow limited when we understand biblical terminologies for instance when we look at this word restores when we, you know when the scripture says restore our fortune uh, words like this restore what does it mean to restore what does it mean to restore what is the meaning of restoration well if you look at the webster dictionary the colby dictionary or whatever dictionary that you are using you will discover that in the english language Restore means to bring something back to its original state, correct? I want you to know that while that is man's understanding, while that is the English dictionary understanding, it is not a biblical understanding. Because biblical restoration isn't just restoring something to its original state. Biblical restoration is always something more because God always restores us to something greater. Can someone say amen? If you don't believe, the scripture always talks about the latter days are better than the former. You see, because when God restores the day, He makes sure that the latter days are greater. The latter days are glorious. If you don't believe, think about salvation. Well, when Adam and Eve sinned, We breach the very relationship, and as a result of that, sin came into our world. So God has to send His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. True or not? And when you and I receive Jesus into our life, we are restored. Yes? Yes? Now, in the English dictionary meaning, it means to restore to its original state, which means we get back eternal life. But no, the Bible didn't just say that you and I will only have eternal life. What does the Bible say? You and I do have abundant life. That's why John chapter 10 verse 10 says, you will have life and life more abundantly you see when God restores us in our salvation he restores us with eternal life plus abundant life so that you and I can activate this world for his glory so that you and I can walk in the abundance of God so that you and I can become the carriers of the glory of God and that's why rest biblical restoration it's always something greater And you will find that in the restorative work of God, there is the expansion of God. God doesn't just restore you to something greater just for the fun of making you great. But He restores you so that out of the greater comes the influence to expand the kingdom of God. And so let's look at this uh, few verses and I'm going to make an application here. Number one, when God restores, we dream again. You know, earlier on when I was watching the clipping and you guys were showing the highlights, it talks about we dream again. I like the fact that, you know, we are in the economy of God, we are in the same song of God, we're in the same tune of God. When God restores, you and I will dream again. You see, friends, the reality is that slaves never have the ability to to dream. When the nation of Israel will were caught into captivity when they were slaves they could not dream because you know as as much as they dream about what life could be the reality is that this is their current reality and as a result of that slaves do not have the luxury of dreaming the scriptures here says when the lord brought back the captive to to zion we were like men who dream It's like whoa i can't believe it now i can start dreaming The ability to dream belongs to the freed. Those of us who are freed in Christ Jesus today have the ability to dream. And do you know that when you have the ability to dream, you have the ability of expansion. When you can see it in your mind, you can have it in your spirit. And that's why the ability to dream causes you to move into expansion. The poorest people in this world are the people who cannot dream. And they are living among us in our communities, men and women that do not have the ability to dream. And the only way for them to have the ability to dream is when the church of Jesus Christ, it's when churches like the one church forge out into a community to touch them so that they can experience the freedom of Jesus Christ so that they can dream again dreams are the very currency of the new people and the new season it is very important for us today as one church as a movement of churches to be able to sow that currency into people's heart so that they can become the new people of God living in the new season of God When the scripture says, when the Lord brought the captives back to Zion, we were like men who dreamt. You know why? Because there is the restoration of broken dreams. And I sense this morning, there are some of us watching online. There are some of us at the different uh, satellite uh, cities. And there are some of us here that God wants to restore your broken dreams. You may have been caught into captivity maybe not a captivity of sin but you've been boxed up a circumstances situation has put you into the place where you have been captive from experiencing the breakthroughs of God and as a result that has relegated you to a place where you dream no longer or where the, or maybe that dream the dream that you have has been broken I think of a young woman who looks at that dashing young man and she falls in love with him, got married and discovered that she's the beauty and he's the beast. And you can be caught in that for a long, long time this morning i was reading the mail online and as i was reading the mail online you know there's a section where it talks about the world news and it talks about how this woman has been in prison for three years in a dog's cage i think of her as a woman who has lost the right to dream she's not the free so she cannot dream every dreams that she have of a of her life has been broken because of the cage Maybe there's some of us that may not be in a physical cage, but there is a cage, a mental cage, an emotional cage, a spiritual cage in your life. I want to declare to you this morning that God wants to free you, that God wants to restore you so that you can dream again. When God restores, we dream again. Number two, when God restores, laughter fills our mouth laughter fills our mouth our mouth will fill with laughter that's what the scriptures say do you know that laughter is the language of faith yeah when we are going through harsh times the ability to just laugh, ha, 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 at the situation in your life tells us that we have conquered the circumstances of life Do you know that when I look at married couples and when I see married couples have the ability to laugh at each other and laugh with each other, that's a strong marriage? Yeah, Yeah, think about it and so here when god restored the people from captivity into zion they were filled with laughter because now they they laugh because no longer will they remember their pain because laughter wipes away sorrow yeah i don't know what you've been going through maybe you've been hard pressed but listen friends learn to laugh today because god wants to restore you so that he put laughter back into your mouth Do you know that laughter brings us together? Yeah. <laughs> Last night we were, we were dining with Pastor Simon and we were having a great time eating and then talking about the delicacies of the world. <laughs> and we were laughing at those delicacies. But you know what, through laughter it bonds us laughter bonds as it brings us together and that's what god wants to do god wants to restore your marriages god wants to restore your household god wants to restore you with a laughter in your mouth amen because when you have the ability to laugh you have the ability to forget the pain you are in god is in the restoration business when god restores we dream again when God restores laughter fill our mouth when God restores praise and joy ascends towards the heaven when God restores praise and joy ascends to the heaven when praise and joy becomes the predominant language of our mouth listen four things happen when it is predominant in our mouth, God is at the center of our life. Yeah. In this world that we lived in, you know, sometimes what comes out from our mouth isn't praise. What comes out from our mouth isn't the joy of God. And you know when that happens, where your attention is, where your focus is, when joy when joy and praise are at the tip of your tongue listen God is in the center of your life because your attention is on God when praise and joy is the predominant language of your mouth we are constantly strengthened do you know that? whenever praise is on your lips all the time do you know you are strengthened because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength yeah. if you feel tired try praising God. If you feel weak, start praising Him. Wake up with a song on your lips. But for some of us, we sing out of tune, so sing it with your heart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when joy and the praises of God is at the tip of our tongue, You will be strengthened. God wants to strengthen some of us today. God wants to strengthen some of us. Because some of us, we wake up, we are tired. We see somebody, they ask you, how are you, mate? Tired. And you're forever tired. You are tired at the start of the day. At the end of the day, when your husband comes back, how are you, honey? I'm tired. We need to get rid of this sense of tiredness, this sense of weariness. Because God wants to restore our family life. God wants to restore our relationship. God wants to restore us with the strength of heaven. That's why praise and joy needs to ascend towards the heaven. Because praise and joy ought to be the predominant language of our mouth. When praise and joy is the predominant language of our mouth, not only is our attention on God, not only are we strengthened, but friends, listen, it is the gratitude which is the engine of our soul. When there is joy and there's praise of God all the time, there's a sense of gratitude. And the sense of gratitude is the engine of our soul. Because if gratitude is not the engine of our soul, friends, listen, then we'll be forever striving not only will we be striving but we will be filled with a spirit of envy because we are looking at what the Joneses have and we say we need to have it as well and so that drives us and when that that drives us we are striving instead of thriving we thrive when we have a sense of gratitude and the sense of gratitude can only come when we have joy and praise at the tip of our tongue when that is the language of our mouth then gratitude fills us and that becomes the engine of our soul. You know, folks ask me, what do you want for your birthday or what do you want, what do you wish for? And I always tell them, I don't need anything. Because when I look at my life, when I look at, you know, my, my wife and I used to talk about this, you know, we, we look at our educational history and of course she's more learned than me, I'm a dropout, you You know, <laughs> But I I'm, I'm grateful because you know I married upwards. <laughs> I'm grateful because when she said yes to me, I am so thankful. Isn't it guys how many of you will be thankful? Simon, you better raise your hands. <laughs> Alice watching you. <laughs> the sense of gratitude about our wives, the sense of gratitude about life, the sense of gratitude in what God has done for us begins to cause us to thrive in our life, thrive in our existence so that it's not survival but it's victory. Do you understand what I'm saying? When praise and joy are the predominant language of our mouth, we actually operate from a position of victory. We don't operate from a position of lack. We always op- operate out of a position of victory, because we have God on our side. And so, Simon, it doesn't matter how Liverpool is doing. <laughs> we always operate from a position of victory. Hallelujah! Watch out, City! Watch out! <laughs> All right, we have some Christians supporters. Yeah, yeah, Liverpool is a, is a Christian team. Don't you realise that? Yeah. What did God say is, He will never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't it true? It means you never walk alone. And then the reality is that there are many of us that are closet fans. Yeah, like Simon, he's a closet Liverpool fan. You know why? Because he got married. If he's a United fan, I mean, he will not get married to Ellie, isn't it? He didn't want to walk alone, so he got married. Yeah. Move. <laughs> when God restores, <laughs> a testimony is released. When God restores, a testimony is released. You see, all of these are the expansion of life. Just think about it. When God restores, we dream again. And when, you are, when you're able to dream, you're able to expand. When laughter fills your mouth, you know what? You begin to expand in your influence. When praise and joy ascends towards the heaven, when God restores joy and praise into your mouth, do you, do you know that you not, then operate from a position of victory and that's why you can expand? If you, if you don't operate from a point or place of victory, you are always defending and you will not be expanding. When God restores, a testimony is released. Look at verse 2. The scripture says, Then it is said among the nations, and this is what the nations are saying, the Lord has done great things for them. And these are the words. So it is not you talking about a testimony, it is the nations testifying about you. Then, the people says, the Lord has done great things for us. You see, when God restores, a testimony is released. Because testimonies always reveal who God is. Testimonies always reveal who God is. Testimonies also remind us who God is. We need constant reminder about who God is. And that's why the testimony from others and our own life testimony reminds us, keeps us humble, and keeps us in the place of grace as we remind ourselves of who God is and what God has done for us. Because testimonies refill our faith. But friends, listen, the testimonies always come out of testing, isn't it? your testing will become your testimony your mess will become Christ's message of power your pain will become the very pleasures of God your desolation will become your desires of God and your weeping will become the wonders of wonders and that's why when you are going through pain understand that out of that test out of the mess out of the pain out of the desolation out of the weeping comes the testimony the message the pleasure the desires and the wonders of wonders do you know what does wonders of wonders stand for wow that's right wonders of wonders wow and you know what wow is all about wow is when you and i are in awe by the father and when god does something we're like wow yeah and that itself is a testament and every wow that comes out from our life fuels our faith that god is able and if god is able to do it for you then god is able to continue to do it for you are you hearing what i'm saying <laughs> how god does it for you in the past is an indication of how he will continue to do it for you in the future so always wow always be wowing about who god is very quickly when god restores abundance is experience when god restores abundance is experience this word never neve, In Hebrew, literally means a dry and patched ground. The reason why that place was called Neveh was because it was constantly dry, it was constantly parched. It represents no life. It represents a lifeless, dead place. However, the Neveh in the southern part of Israel, where the land is very dry and lifeless, but when the rain comes listen very carefully whenever the rain comes the stream overflows and plants grow and the land become green again and so the 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 psalmist David as he was pending this they were they were they, they were talking about when God brought the captive back into Zion it was as if the Navy is overflowing with life and then life returns And that's why abundance is experience. Abundance is the supplying line of heaven that overflows. Yeah, put that down. Abundance is the supplying line of heaven that overflows. Many times we think about God's provision. I want to say to us today that when God restores, God doesn't just provide, but God supplies. It's a big difference between providing. You guys were attempting to provide the 25,000 pounds. But it has overflown because it is about the abundance it's not about just supplying but it's about it's not just about providing that but it's about now that constant supplying line of God and I believe that that what has happened that additional 3,000 pounds and I believe there's going to be more is part of the manifestation of what God will now do through one church I want to declare prophetically that which has just been happened and will continue to happen will from this point become the, become the very manifestation of what God will continue to do through one church. It is about heaven's supplying line that is going to happen through your life. Abundance is the positioning of God for influence. Yeah, When God brings abundance, God does it so he elevates us for influence. A lot of people pray to be rich. A lot of people pray for restoration of fortune. The Lord has done great things for us. We're filled with joy. Restore our fortune. And many of us praise that prayer, Lord restores our fortune. And the reason why sometimes we don't see the restoration of fortune is because God cannot trust you with the abundance. Because when abundance is God positioning you for influence. But a lot of people, when they experience the abundance, they don't they're not positioned for influence. Why? Because they don't use the abundance for for the work of God. When you start using the abundance for yourself, you become a Dead Sea experience. And because of that, there is no expansion. No expansion means no influence. So one church, listen very carefully and to those of you listening online, when God can trust that the abundance that He's going to restore to you can become the supply line of heaven, then you will step into places of influence. Think about it. So my question to you today, can God trust you with fortune? Can God trust you with abundance the last thing for us to note about abundance is that abundance brings greater abundance we see that in the world isn't it a develop a a guy by chance at a time of British history buys plot of land at, the, at a certain point in the economic history of UK, suddenly land prices escalate. He sells it and he makes a fortune. And out from the fortune, he makes greater fortune. And that's why you know the, those real estate Mongols that you guys have in your nation, they struck it because abundance brings greater abundance. And when you look at this navy. And that's why the scripture says, restore our fortune, O Lord, like streams in the navy. It's telling us two things. Number one, it, when the rain comes, which is an act of God, which is the grace of God, is when God trusts you. And so God rains it in your life and the springs, it springs forth. Greens are planted. Life comes. Abundance comes. But then, and you need to understand something about the navy as well. When rain falls on the navy mountains, Water will begin to flow into the hundreds of tiny rivets, and these tiny rivets will drain together into many dozen water causes, and the out, and the overflow of those many dozens, yeah, dozens of water causes will then carry this into an ever-growing strength to a larger stream so that it will reach, listen here, several hundred meters in width. When you get to the Holy Land, you will discover the navy, it, it's, it's just just a few meters. But when it begins to come from the mountains into the watercourse and all coming together, it would, it would create several hundred meters in width of the rushing stream because abundance brings greater abundance so god wants to restore you to abundance but listen here when god restores you with abundance and he can trust you there will be greater abundance so are you ready for the greater abundance how many of you are ready for the greater abundance let me see your hand We're going to pray for you in a moment's time that God can trust you and that you will commit yourself to become the supplying line. And listen, let's let's cause those those, uh, brothers and the churches in Zimbabwe to just go, wow, yeah, Yeah, can we do that? Amen. When God restores, longings are fulfilled. Longings are fulfilled. Look at verse 5. Those who sow in tears will reap with joy. When longings are fulfilled. You know, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. How many of you know that scripture? Yeah, A lot of us quote it, but we don't quote the second line. The second line is, a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So when God restores, longings are fulfilled. And when longings are fulfilled, we move to the next level. It's like you're able to check, all right, then, then yes, and then you can move on to the next marker in your life. When longings are fulfilled, we move to the next level. When longings are fulfilled, we are not held back. The reason why we are held back is because our longing has not been fulfilled. So we, we keep running around in circle. But when when our longings are fulfilled, we are not held back. We're able to move forward when longings are fulfilled we're able to close the door of our past when longings are fulfilled we have the ability to step further and god wants to fulfill your longings today yeah god wants to fulfill your longings today when i came to know the lord jesus christ and when i had a sense of the call of god in my life i struggled because I wanted to, I wanted to make a million dollars, not for myself. When I was a young man, I told myself, I want to make a million dollars my, for my granddad's company. And I want to make a million dollars. And then I told myself, I want to travel around the world. I want to fly in the, in, into different countries of the world. And then I came into the ministry. When I came into the ministry, I looked at all the pastors. They were all poor. I don't understand the concept. <laughs> we were always poor. We didn't have money. In fact, we were so poor, we couldn't even own our own home. Yeah, We had to move in. I got married in We had to move into my dad's room. And then my dad and mom had to move up from the master room into one of the bedrooms. And we had to stay there for a couple of years. But slowly, God began to fulfill the longings of my life. And today, I, you know, as, as, as a pastor leading a great church, we make millions, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Today, I circle the globe, you know, thinking of some of the countries that... In, in fact, I want to thank God. We, my wife and I, as we were flying out here, I received an invite to be with the European Parliamentary Leaders and it will be hosted in a Belgium culture by the king. Yeah. And now my wife gets to go with me. Hallelujah. Yeah. Could you imagine? God is moving me forward. And if God can move me forward, oh, because I just want to steward whatever, you know, know, I, I have dreams. How many of you have dreams? How many of you have longings? It can happen. It can happen very quickly. Because God doesn't want to hold you back. God wants to restore you to move you forward. Let me close by saying, When God restores, number one, we dream again. When God restores, laughter fills our mouth. When God restores, praise and joy ascends towards the heaven. When God restores, a testament is released. When God restores, abundant is experienced. When God restores, longings are fulfilled. But finally, when God restores, we will have a harvest. When God restores, we will have a harvest. Everybody say Harvest. He who goes out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. You guys need to understand the landscape of Israel is an arid ground, dry, brown ground. Seeds, grains are your sustenance. And when you have lacked, when you live in poverty those grains are so important to you and that's why the scripture says here he who goes out weeping carrying seeds to sow you know why they're weeping because they're not sure if it's gonna happen they're not sure when they sow those seeds it's gonna go on dry ground and never fruition but the bible says here they will return with songs of joy carrying sheaves with him hallelujah It talks about a mighty harvest and that's that's the expansion of the harvest because when you're ready to sow when you're ready to give to the Lord when you're ready to say God I'm trusting you with these seeds I know I need to sow it and I'm going to release it hallelujah it's going to return back to you with a mighty harvest harvest is the very antidote against barrenness isn't it harvest is the antidote against barrenness we need to sow we need to sow our faith we need to sow our time we need to sow our energy we need to sow into the kingdom of God because in the works of restoration is the expansion of our lives of harvest that's why we need to make room we need to make room harvest is the antidote against lack in our lives i think of those israelites when they returned into zion they were rejoicing but they were carrying those seeds and at this point it is a decision point do i sow the seeds or do i eat them you can have it for a meal but then that's it but would you sow because when god restores you will have a harvest so are you ready for your harvest are you ready for your harvest come on let's stand very quickly i want to pray for us today and all over as you are watching those of you online in a moment's time i'm going to ask you to raise your hands to heaven because i believe wherever you are god's going to meet you whether you're in a room whether you're sitting in a hall whether you're in a hotel room or whether you're at a hospital bed whether you're watching the TV on the web I want you to respond to God don't just listen to this and walk away God has something for you and I believe the Spirit of God is inhabiting your room those for those of you on the multi-site out of out of one church in a moment's time it will be handed over to your campus leaders you come forth and you say i want to meet god i want the restoration of god because when god restores all that's going to happen for you but right here in this room for those of you with me in this place there is a restorative work of god god wants to do something in, the, in your life like never before are you ready are you ready for the harvest are you ready for the abundance are you ready for the longing to be fulfilled are you ready to dream maybe some of you need god to fill laughter into your heart maybe some of you need to ensure praise and wo- uh, joy is the predominant language of your mouth whatever it is at the the first line of this song that our brother or our sister is gonna lead us you come to this place of prayer you come to this place of prayer you know whatever it is and if you ever need listen bring it before the lord right now and so at the first word first line of this song you come to this place of prayer and the leadership team will be here to pray with you as well hallelujah that's right. Just come forward if you are here. Come forward right now. Those of you on the one church side, your campus pastor is taking over God Bless you.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. At the front, the guys will just continue to receive some ministry. I just wanted to recap what a wonderful message we've heard today when god restores us we dream again we laugh again we can praise again we testify to what he's done we experience abundance our longings are fulfilled and we will have a harvest in jesus name what a wonderful message we've heard brought today And it would be wrong of us to finish today without giving everyone in this space, listening online, the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you're listening to all of this and you recognize you're not where you should be with God. And you want to make a decision to put your life into Jesus' hands. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, those that are in Christ are a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. And what I'd love to do is just lead us all in a prayer. I'm going to ask that we all pray it together. You can pray this at home as well. And it just is a simple prayer that says, Jesus, I want to put my life into your hands and restore me. So you okay to pray this with me? Just repeat after me, everyone. It says this. Jesus, thank you that you know me. Come on, everyone. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you you know me. I want to know you. Restore me. I place my life into your hands. Make me new. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, you are a new creation. You can call yourself a child of God because of what Jesus has done. And my encouragement, if, you have, if you're new, if you've come with someone and you prayed that prayer and you meant it, tell the person that you came with. Let us know online if you prayed that prayer to invite Jesus and to place your life into his hands. It's the best thing you can ever do. Hey, can we thank and honour Pastor Dom for that wonderful message today? Wonderful.